It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. So I was born with a physical disability. I was born with two fingers on my left hand and a shorter left arm. And now I have a super cool bionic arm, but you know, the majority of my life, I hid my disability. For 17 years, I hid my hand. You know, I was bullied. I was like so depressed and like mental health just wasn't a thing for me because I was just a one-handed guy living in a two-handed world. When everyone stares at you, when everyone makes fun of you, when you're kind of segregated and shown to be the monster, you know, it takes a toll. And unfortunately, there are so many labels that get put on people, especially people with disabilities. You know, when you think about synonyms for disability, you think of weak or broken or useless or helpless or less than. And I don't know if you can imagine being a kid living a life they didn't ask for being labeled weak or broken. You know, so that really hurt me. And for 17 years, I hid my disability up until a few years ago. I had to build this persona of fake confidence. And I kind of became that person that everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's just the guy who hides his hand. But I had this fake sense of confidence about my disability and pretended like it didn't exist. And I did that for almost, you know, 20 years. The biggest advice I could give myself is you have a right to what you're feeling. But just because you feel it doesn't mean it's real. Feelings are not facts. And I would try to get myself to question those negative thoughts and really try and understand that just because you feel a certain way, just because you feel people are staring at you, just because you feel less than, doesn't mean you have to invest in that thought. If we all invested in every thought we had, we'd probably be crazy, you know? Um, We get some negative random thoughts that come across our minds sometimes. My job is to not let my mind take over. And that's when I win and when I lose and everything in between. So in talking to that 20-year-old version of myself, 
you're valid for what you feel, but at the same time, you are not, it's not a necessity to act out those feelings. You have a choice between what you think and what you do. And that choice is everything. For anyone watching who doesn't happen to know, like me, when I say I hid my hand, I, I, can't, I can't say that enough. I can't stress that enough. I almost got arrested at the Washington Monument when I was in middle school because I refused to take my hand out of my pocket for the security guards. I would put my backpack on and go to school, and if I put my hand in my pocket, which is how I hid my hand before I got the glove, I would have to ask to go to the bathroom just to take my backpack off, or I would leave it dangling on my left side the entire day. I would skip school if I couldn't find the glove, and my parents knew how like, attached I was to it, and it wasn't a problem. It was so bad that like everything involved hiding my hand. My entire life revolved around hiding my hand. So that moment of being able to post on YouTube and just kind of show the world was for me. It was for me to be open, me to accept that this is me. And it happened to go extremely viral and go all over the place from like Washington Post to like YouTube front page, front page of Reddit. And so many people reached out to me saying like, I share your struggle. I know what it's like to hide. I know what it's like to feel deemed by society as broken. And uh, I have your back. And that was a really big moment for me. Yeah, that's the video that has 4 million views. And then, yeah, that one blew up. And then the following one where I did uh, my first prosthetic arm, that one also blew up, get like five or six million views too. And those two videos just showed the evolution from a person who hid something he was born with to a person that was embracing it. And now it's, you know, what held me back is what pushes me forward so far. Uh, that saying, the obstacle in the way becomes the way, really epitomizes like what I went through and what I'm currently doing with my life now. I mean, motivation comes after action. The question is not how do you develop the motivation to keep going? The real question is how do you develop the discipline to do the stuff you need to do even when you don't feel like doing it? Floss one tooth. Go to the gym and lift one weight one time. Then you can stop. Then you can go home. Then you can stop. More than likely, because you already got there, because you already started, you're going to finish. Getting there is the majority of the issue. The discipline to start, that's what you need. The motivation to keep going comes after the action to start. So on those days you don't feel like it, if you know you need to, you have to. It's the same thing with a job. I can promise you, almost anyone who works a job, they've had those days where like, I don't want to go to work today. On their way to the work, <laughs> they're still going because they, they tell themselves they need to. And I could ask both of you, do you need to work? And more than likely, you'd probably say yes. I could ask anyone watching, do you need to work? And more than likely, everyone would probably say yes. And I will say, no, you don't. That's a lie. That's a lie that you're telling yourself. You don't need to work. You could be homeless. You could give up everything you own and you could live on the streets. You could. So it's not a need, it's a want. It's a desire to not be homeless. It's a desire to maintain the life that you have. And if we have an ability to turn a desire into a necessity like we do with our job, you have the same ability to turn a desire of fitness goals into a necessity to do it regardless of how you feel. Ninth grade in high school. I don't know why she said this, but I, I, I don't even remember the context, but she said, you teach best what you need to learn most. 
that has stuck with me for so long. And I've kind of built on that concept of the answers, the answers you need are in the problems you haven't solved yet. You teach best what you need to learn most. For me, I needed to learn how to how to validate myself. I needed to learn how to see value in myself when I saw myself as broken. I needed to learn how to, you know, lift weights thinking that I couldn't. And now I teach people that stuff. That's my job, you know? What I teach now is what I needed to learn most back then. And it's so crazy how the problem becomes a solution. And one of my talks, I... I said how I turn my health issues into wealth issues and not just money, but in terms of what held you back is what can push you forward. And that's conceptually, I, I feel like a lot of people could benefit if they really looked at the problems they're facing right now. There are massive solutions within those problems that can take you to a new level of life if you look at them from a different perspective. The second lesson for me would, for me would be focus on what you can control. That that concept has reduced my stress, has reduced my anxiety, has reduced so much unnecessary worry in my life. You know, so many people are like, oh, Chris, it's easier said than done. Absolutely, that's true. But it's better done than said. So that topic, that is a moot topic right there. If you focus on what you can control, you reduce the energy investment into things you can't. What if, what if, what if? What if I get fired? What happens if my partner leaves me? What happens if my business fails? What if, what if, what if? Okay, you can't control the what ifs. You can't control external circumstances. What I can control is my thoughts, my behaviors, my actions. I can create a plan. I can create an action set. I can do those things. That's what I can control. So when I stop focusing on living life in the back seat, and take the driver's wheel of responsibility, and not just responsibility, but responsibility, the ability to respond to anything that happens to me, my life got a lot better. So now I choose to focus on what I can control, not what I can't.